Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app right now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. All right, we've made it. The final episode, Talking Buffalo Podcast, final episode of 2021. I am joined for a second consecutive day by my good friend, sports media personality, noted hockey substack Arthur, author, get that right, <laughs> maintenance day podcast co-host alongside Lance Lazowski, my buddy Joe Yurden. You know what? I'm not going to sit here and say, well, how are you doing, buddy? How's it <laughs> I literally just got done taping a show with you like, what, about six and a half minutes ago? Roughly. <laughs> Roughly six, Yeah. We don't bullshit we around this podcast, yeah. man. We tell the truth here. There's no need. To, there's no need for secrets. You know, we're knocking down the fourth wall here. You know. <laughs> well, in all seriousness, it is good to have you here. And for people who did not catch yesterday's show, first of all, go back and listen to it. Right, it was a lot of fun. Secondly, Joe's with me here in my West Seneca home studio, knocking off two episodes here to end the year. Look, man, I, I think we're. We're both honest and open people for the most part. I mean, there's some things yeah. in our life that we choose to keep private like everybody else, mm-hmm. as we should. You know, I don't want when go as far to say our life, or at least I, I can only speak for myself. I, I'm not going to say my life is a complete open book, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, I think for the most part, we do casual Friday every week. And I love doing that show with you. And part of the reason why I like doing it is because. We always end up talking about stuff beyond just sports. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just bills and sabers. Whatever floats our boat that week. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Yeah. But anyway, I'm kind of uh, I'm reflective. It's the end of the year. You know, it's been a it's been a it's been a long year, man. Right, I mean, let's right again, time to be reflective. You know, it's, you know? it's a very uh, 2021. I I can't speak for both of us. I'll, I'll say it. It's mm-hmm. a it was a very trying year for for both of us for mm-hmm. uh, different reasons, but. The winds of change came for us both. Uh, you know, is that is that an accurate statement, man? Uh, Corny, but sort of accurate. Or is it like, just more the same? I've only well, <laughs> now that I've got the Scorpion song in my head, I've uh, you know, good song too. Uh, if I could whistle, I would I would absolutely do that. But I'm not gonna embarrass myself. I'm not, I'm not gonna end the year by by being a jackass and trying to whistle on a microphone. But uh, I guess things have gotten better. Like I'm doing more stuff. I mean. You know, the, the beginning of the year wasn't clear. You're on the come up. It's, uh, things are taking a slow turn. You know, that's, it's good. I mean, last year was, 2020 was about as bad as a year as a, as a bad year can get. Like that's, with everything that's, you know, you know, pandemic, you know, losing a job, the misery of losing a job, you know. It was tough for you. I mean, you, you were shit. very open on it, about it. Oh yeah. Um. Well, as, open this as, podcast included, as, as open as I was going to get without burning bridges or sure. blowing up bridges behind me, like that's right. Which, you know, if you catch me in private conversation, maybe I'll do that to your face, but, <laughs> um, right. But yeah, but like, you know, you, you let that stuff kind of burn off and start to let it go and then try to move ahead and try to do things better and try to keep 
fighting the fight. I can't even say it's a good fight. It's just you're fighting the fight. Fighting the fight. You know, you're just trying to get a crack at it, trying to keep it going and trying to do anything to stay on the up, you know? And there have been some good things to help help out with that, personally speaking. Um, You know, as far as like improving mental health, you know, I've I've been really open about struggles and fixes and attempts to fix that I've been doing with that. Very so open. And I respect that. I'm glad you are too. I think it helps people. I I hope it does. I mean it does. I, I I you know, that's something I don't want it to be a stigma for anybody. I think it's I think it's healthy. Like if you're willing to sit there and talk about how like, you know, you've got ingrown toenails or you've got you know, you've got a bum knee or something like that, you can talk about it like, well, you know, my head just ain't in it today. Like, you know, been kind of depressed for a week. Here here's what I'm doing to try to, you know, try to fix that. Like Mental health is still health, and everybody talks about their health. People constantly. need to, right? People need to learn from it, right? And you know, being open about it, talking about it, is the biggest thing anybody can do. Because if you're just trying to sweep it under the rug and and keep it buried underneath, man, you're gonna go, you're gonna actually go nuts. If I could be serious for a second here, go for it. And I'm not trying to be funny. I'm being completely honest with you. I've learned a lot because of conversations with you mm-hmm. and just listening to other people. That maybe ten years ago, I'll give you an example. Calvin Ridley is a player in the NFL, a very good receiver for the Atlanta Falcons who the Bills play on Sunday. I drafted him in fantasy football. And long story short, he has suffered from mental health issues this mm-hmm. year. 10 years ago, I would have said, what is he in a straitjacket? You know, yeah. Get his ass out of the straitjacket. Get on the field. Mm-hmm. The team needs you. That's the mentality uneducated, uninformed people mm-hmm. have. And dickheads. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just being honest Which- with you, man. There's, Ten years ago, I might have said that. Now I'm like, still some people who would say and, that. Sure, there are, but there's less. Yeah, thankfully, and it's right. because people need to to educate on the on the topic. Again, a very ser- serious yeah. topic here, and uh, I've learned a lot because of that. Now I'm like, oh, he's going through some some shit. Mm-hmm. Even Starlo Tutale, and I don't know what's going on with him. Right. I don't think anybody really knows. Well, maybe some people know, and if they do, they're not reporting it. Right. But he's. Uh, he opted out last year with COVID, of course. Mm-hmm. He's had a couple injuries this year. And then a critical game against the New England Patriots, which, again, we're going to talk about a lot about that in a few minutes here. Mm-hmm. But he missed the game for personal reasons. I have no idea what the personal reasons are. Yeah, I don't know. It could be a death in the family. It could be a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. It could be mental health issues. I don't know. But my point is this. I'm not going to sit there and bash him for having personal reasons right. to miss the game. Now, I will say, I think... Uh, the team should move on from him next year for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Some on the field too in his contract and other things, but I'm not going to sit there and I didn't. Again, three years ago even, Joe, forget 10 years ago, three years ago, I might have said, fuck that. Your team needs you to get out there and play. Mm-hmm. But And again, I'm not making any assumptions about what the personal reasons are. I'm just right. saying what it could be. I don't say shit like that anymore because I have like to think that I have educated myself on yeah. mental health and stuff like that. So I don't say anything like that. I don't know why what his personal reasons are, right. but I know they're personal and they're, and they're reasons. Plus it's not any of our business unless he makes it our business. Like that's, you know, right. if, if somebody does know what's up and they have, you know, if, if they report it without, you know, with his, you know, with his okay, then that's, that's really scummy on their part. So, I mean, if somebody does know and they're just sitting on it, Hey, good. Keep sitting on it. Yeah, like, absolutely. It's, it's not anybody's business to know. Even, you know, you know, if they, you know, they, you know, cause reporters are going to find out stuff no matter what, like just sometimes you're just not going to share stuff because it's not your, it's not your, not your place to do that, especially when it's personal matters. Like that's that people get so interested in people's, you know, players' personal lives and stuff like that. It's really weird to me. Yeah. Like that's 
that's stuff that like always weirded me out. Like even like when you look at back at stuff like Joe DiMaggio and Marilyn Monroe back in the four, like everybody was in their business. And Joe D in every picture, even though he's married to like the hottest woman on earth, like the you know the, the hottest actress ever, he just looks like yeah, I guess I'm with her. Like cool, I'm glad there's <laughs> right. a, glad yeah. there's a hundred photographers sitting around us here and. It's really cool. Thanks, guys. Uh, let me just get in my car and get the hell away from people, you know? Like, things like that. Like, just, I don't know. Everything about that, trying to pry into guys' lives and stuff like that, it just weirds me out. It's just like, leave them alone. Like, they're people. Like, I know they're famous. They're celebrities. But they're also still people. Like, it's because you put them on that, not even a pedestal, but you put them on that, you're, they're they're over there in that area where you're just like, wow, they're not, they're not human. They're a superstar. They're whatever. And it's just like, okay. It's really tricky because on one hand, I like to think that while there are still tons of ignorant people out there, I feel like we've educated ourselves more now than ever, mm-hmm. or we're getting educated more than ever on the seriousness of mental health right. and that it is a, a legitimate serious issue that a lot of people might take for granted or again, just don't know anything about. So on one hand, you are getting educated and more informed about it. On the other hand, it's harder to keep things more personal now than ever before mm-hmm. because of social media and Twitter mm-hmm. and places like TMZ. You can't go anywhere if you're especially and if you're somebody famous, forget about mm-hmm. it, man. Trying to keep any part of your life famous is just it's not possible because whether you want it to be or not, your life is more accessible publicly now mm-hmm. than it's ever been in any point of our history. If somebody takes video of you doing something out in public and they can sell it to TMZ the next day and get cash in on it. And it's yeah, like, when they're trying to get you to, they're trying to provoke you into doing something stupid. You right. know what I mean? So, uh, anyway, it's terrible. But I've always appreciated uh, your honesty about it and your willingness to to speak up on it because I, I really do. I truly think it's important for people to to know about things like that. Not all bad though, like you said, mm-hmm. it's not all bad for you, man. It's a uh, we just like me. We've had our good days. We've had our bad days mm-hmm. this year. Uh, you do have a hockey Substack, noted hockey. It's a yep. uh, you're ramping that up. I know yeah. you're, you got some stuff out. You got some content out. You're mm-hmm. starting to, you know, to get a little bit of a fan base with that. And I know you're going to amp it up soon enough and uh, mm-hmm. that'll really take off. And then the podcast maintenance day yeah. with Lance Lazowski, the Buffalo news. Now three episodes in, we yeah. kind of joked about that on uh, the show yesterday, my 400th episode, but uh, Hey, you got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Put it this way. Audio difficulties aside, your your third episode is a million times better than what my third episode <laughs> of, of this was. But yeah, man, you got you got stuff going for you, man. You're on the come up. Uh, it's been a t- I'm look. I'm gonna be open and honest like you are too. It's it, this was a tough year for me, mm-hmm. a very very tough year on a lot of levels. Uh, personally, not really professionally. Actually, professionally, it was a pretty good year, but per- it was a tough level or uh. A tough year for me. The the whole Buffalo versus Florida. And again, if you've listened to this podcast for a while now, you know I spent five years in Florida. And by that third year, I pretty much was talking about wanting to come back to Buffalo every goddamn week. Mm-hmm. And then, in part, because of my son getting recruited to play football, a lot of the offers were coming up from up north. Uh, it became a reality. But then I got torn because I hated Florida for a long time. But then I really started to like living there the last year. My wife... Did not want to leave Florida. I mean, mm-hmm. again, this is no secret there that I'm telling here. And my son got his first serious girlfriend, fell in love, and that, you know how it is when you're 17, 18 years old, that mm-hmm. shit changes yeah. everything. He suffered some injuries in football, and ultimately he just didn't want to play football. Mm-hmm. So long story short, we came up here. He didn't end up playing football. Ugh, it's just yeah. a, a very conflicting 
year. And I'm torn, you know, forget about anyone else. Forget about my family for a second. I'm just talking about myself. Me personally, even to this day, I'm a little conflicted because on one hand, I'm very happy to be here. I love, 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 love Buffalo. It's my hometown. I love the food. I love the people. I love that you and I can sit here four feet apart from each other, Mm -hmm. have a podcast together. It's just a different dynamic. I love that stuff. I don't take it for granted. I love my family, but I hate the weather. (laughs) I do hate the weather, dude. I hate winter and I miss a lot of shit about Florida. So I sit here second guessing myself all the time. Like, did I make the right decision? It's not easy. It's tough because you kind of feel like a lose-lose. If I would have stayed in Florida, I would have hated myself for not coming back to Buffalo. Now I'm in Buffalo and at least some days, if I'm honest, I'm like second guessing that too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just uh, one of those back and forth things. And then my son suffered his first heartbreak. We all suffer it. We all yeah. go through it. Guy, girl, at some point in your life, mm-hmm. somebody's going to break your heart. And that happened to my kid. Again, a couple injuries with football. Just it was <laughs> it's a tough year. It's a tough year, man. Tough year. But like you said, not all bad. Like you said, you mm-hmm. got your podcast. You got noted hockey. Good things going on. I still do have this podcast, and I'm very grateful for that. Which, by the way, I just have this bad habit of calling myself out and exposing myself. <laughs> like shit that people probably wouldn't even think of if I didn't say it myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy. Like if this was a job review performance right now, yeah, I would not give Talking Buffalo podcast a very high grade. Really? Nope. Now I love my shows with you. Those are fun. Those okay. are far and away the highlight. I was about to be secondhand offended here. No, hey, no, absolutely not, man. You are <laughs> you are a bright spot for sure. I love doing casual Fridays with you, even though these last two have been casual Thursdays. Right. But that's because of the fine. holidays. We'll get back. No, that's a constant. That's a consistent. We have fun. We talk about shit like we're talking about now. Sports. We have a fun draft every week. I love doing that. But I'm not going to say I got lazy. I didn't get lazy. Just some of the stuff I talked about earlier, just mm-hmm. a lot of personal stuff going on in life has gotten in the way of me putting forth the effort that I want to. So I came to Buffalo determined to take this podcast to another level. And I didn't do enough of that. Like live shows. I love doing live shows, man. I was doing Final Wings Clubs mm-hmm. episodes. Those were great. Did six of those. I haven't done one in a few months. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, I, I, I'm not going to say that I, I got lazy, but I did get a little bit complacent. Yeah. You know, I'm being honest. I'm being honest. I mean, I mean don't listen, get it, wrong. Happen, it happens. You know? I, I, it's not like I just, you know, I didn't mail it in. That's not what I'm saying either. Right. I just, I feel like I could have been grinding a little harder than I, than I have. The thing I've learned doing freelance media, and I've done it more often than I have, you know, working actually for somebody is always be willing to give yourself a break because if you're always grinding, you're always just busting your ass constantly, it's going to wear you the hell out and you're not even going to realize it's wearing you out because you're going to be so, you know, head down trying to do everything that you're going to miss the signs, the obvious signs that you're like run on fumes or you're exhausting yourself out. You're just going to be like, like, and then once you, once you do give yourself a break, you're just going to have a meltdown in one way or another, you're just going to be like, Oh my God. Like you have a freak out or you'll just crash or like whatever it is. You're just going to like lose your mind for, you know, a day, a week, a month, yeah. whatever. Like you're just going to be burnout. I agree. And you gotta be willing to cut yourself a break and give yourself, give yourself time to step away for like a day or two. Like when I was working for NBC, 
I was full-time freelance, which is a, an oxymoron of the highest level. Like I was paid full-time money, but I had zero benefits, you know, nothing. It was work constantly, no overtime, none of that stuff. And there'd be weeks where I'd be working, not exaggerating, like 70, 80 hours a week, just constantly writing for the site. Cause it was me and one or two other guys doing stuff. We work in shifts doing stuff. And like during the season, it was very easy to work every single day working, you know, eight, 10, 12 hours a day. And like, that's craziness. And like friends of mine were just like, dude, you need a break. And I'm like, no, no, this, this is what the job is. I got to do this. This is what I do. And they're just like, I don't know, man, like, don't you get vacation time? And I was like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> like, I don't think I, I don't think there's vacation time included with this job at all. So, and there wasn't. Um, so it was, it was, it was hard. And what, you know, once something came up where it was a very big shot across the bow or nah, it wasn't even a shot across the bow. It was a slap directly to the face from them. It just made me kind of step back and go, Oh, good. Fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's like, once you get, you know, I was able to kind of step back, you know, I was kind of forced to step back a little bit. I was just kind of like, oh, what the hell am I been doing these last three years? Like this is stupid. Yeah. You know, like why, why have I been busting my hump like this just to get kicked around? Like this sucks. Well, I'll say this. I mean, you're right. You don't want to burn yourself out, but at the same token, you have a podcast you want to be consistent too. Mm-hmm. If you sp- if you take off too many weeks, if you miss too many episodes, every time somebody on a casual Friday, for an yeah. example, every time there is no casual Friday and a listener's on their iPhone to to listen to, they're like, all right, well, I go listen to something else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. you can lose them. I would say one of the biggest, best compliments I've gotten this year that maybe I didn't get in other years, well, to me, it's a compliment is there was a week where we didn't have a show or whatever, I, I would hear about it. Mm-hmm. You know, people would say, well, where's this episode or, you know, whether it was a DM or a text or, mm-hmm. you know, someone see me out or whatever. Yeah. I, I haven't mailed it in by any means, but I just feel like one of my selling points. Now, again, this was a family decision. This wasn't me deciding for my family. We're moving back to Buffalo. We all had a role in it. You know, some wanted to come back to Buffalo more than the others. But anyway, that aside, I made my own pros and cons list because I always got to justify a decision Mm -hmm. if it's a dumb decision i need to come up with reasons why it's okay for it to be a dumb decision i'm not saying this is one but one of mine was this podcast and i said you know what i come back to buffalo i could take it to different levels in florida like what we do every week right now i could be doing that in florida Mm -hmm. what we're doing right now i can only do that in buffalo you're Mm -hmm. in my home studio here in west seneca when i go to mulberry or or uh, imperial or or beltline with lance lasowski or amherst Mm -hmm. alehouse macy's these places I can only do that in Buffalo, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm going to, I, I'm, I made a vow to myself. So I guess this is like a, a, a unofficial New Year's resolution. I'm just going to start getting back to doing the stuff that makes my podcast worth being in Buffalo for. Mm-hmm. And that's doing more shows in person. Um, I've talked about on this show, goddamn, 15 times, I think now. I am getting video stuff in the next week or so. I'm ordering it on mm-hmm. Amazon in the next week. I already got it all picked out. I'm going to start doing some video stuff, whether I have someone here with me in the studio or whether they're doing it remotely, but I know you need to do video, at least to some extent. I'm not going to have full episodes on the internet, but I'll certainly have clips, teasers, some original content that'll be made specifically only for YouTube and not even the podcast. Those are the ways that you kind of grow this thing. So again, I'm just, I I feel like I could be doing more. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. No, I... Believe me, <laughs> doing doing everything on your own is a good way to to get get that in your head to be like, man, I could be doing a lot more. Yeah, uh, you know, but I to 
bring it back to where we started. You got to be in the right headspace for it too. Sure. Um, and like we got talking about the grind stuff, and like I, I'm a guilty Twitch Twitch stream watcher. Like I know the idea of watching people play video games seems nuts, but like I love it. I've been a video game dork my whole career, mm-hmm. you know, my whole life, whole career. Jesus, my life isn't a career. Like come on, <laughs> well, I didn't have a career at five years old playing Mario <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. Like give me a break. But like watching, you know, like watching that and like people subscribing to that and make you know some of these people I'm watching they're making tons of money doing this and I'm just like wow and like some of these people do it three four five six you know multiple years and they've grinded their whole life just sure. doing this and like they've gotten to a point now where they're making unbelievable money doing it and I'm like man that seems like a thing I could do like I can play video games I can talk to people it's like basically running a live podcast but you're just dicking around playing games but then I'm like well I gotta have a person a big personality for it I gotta be kind of okay at the games and then i also have to do it every day for hours at a time because it's like what you said if you miss an episode you miss a day it's an opportunity for people are gonna go watch they're gonna watch something else and like the attention span for you know for a normal twitch you know audience is if you get ads thrown in your face right away it's like okay next channel like like you know what else is going on here like it's just instant like you got to catch people right away and you got to do that and i'm like Am I at the right age to have the energy to do to do something like that? Where I'm just like, I don't know if I can if I can do that. I mean, maybe I have to get back to being a caffeine addict and, <laughs> and be able <laughs> now, to pull that off. You know, my my son Joe plays games a lot. He's he's a gamer. I just got him. He just got the new Xbox for Christmas. Nice. By the way, so you know, self i five there for myself. That's right. It's a great system. I love it. And goddamn years to be able to save up for that <laughs> stupid thing. But anyway, my point was this: he he plays the games, and he like he watches twitch on tv mm-hmm. all the time and <laughs> now he doesn't have aspirations of playing and tw- he just yeah. likes to he enjoys watching it and he enjoys playing you know mm-hmm. what i mean and i used to be like what are you wasting your goddamn time for who the hell watches this shit then i looked a lot of a lot of people then i looked and i saw the numbers <laughs> and i don't even know that i don't want to sound like an idiot i mm-hmm. don't know the guy's name but he's one of the more famous uh twitchers out there Probably like shroud or somebody right? i don't know i don't even know even if you said it i'm not sure if i would know but here's what i do know i i lay in bed with him once in a while and i'll look at his tv because again it's always on mm-hmm. he this dude makes stupid money man stupid it's insane money oh my god somebody uh somebody had leaked out like just guys who tw- tw- you know that work on twitch not you know there's facebook games, there's youtube there's all that shit but like somebody leaked out a list of what people made like between like a time span in, in 2019 to 20, like a certain amount of time, multiple people are multimillionaires. It's crazy. And I'm like for playing games and like you, but you see like the viewership numbers and it's like, wow, it's like they're playing to an audience. That's like a football stadium. This guy, it's nuts. Joe, this guy, I, again, it's bothering me that I don't know his name. And even mm-hmm. if you said it, I'm not sure I would, but his part of his shtick is literally Talking about, he's watching games, talking about the games, and eating food, eating breakfast or some shit like okay. that. And I'm telling you right now, this guy got a donation. And I, I said to Shannon, it's like, Jesus Christ, this guy got one donation that is literally more than I make for my podcast the entire month. Mm-hmm. And I probably put in a good eight to 10 hours a week of podcasting minimum. Yeah. And this guy and eating a fucking burrito or something, not even... And, and by the way, probably thousands of dollars of donations in that one episode, but I'm talking yeah. about one single donation is mm-hmm. more than I make doing a podcast for an entire month. So it is definitely lucrative. Yeah. But you, but like the grind of it is ceaseless. 
Can this be like, your can this be your 2022 unofficial resolution? Are you going to make I mean, a, a stronger effort? Like I'm telling you, I'm going to make a good effort to start doing more video stuff and live shows. Can I get you on record here saying that doing some some twitching, twitching. is going to is going to be in your future? Well, if it's me on Twitch twitching, then maybe that's maybe that's the way to go about it. Go real <laughs> go real meta with it. Have people just donate money. Oh my God, get help, man. Please <laughs> stop twitching. Like whatever you're doing, here's 10 bucks, please. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, I'm not going to say it's like my firm uh, resolution, but it's something I want to kind of dip. I'm now, mind you, I've been kicking your toes in. Yeah. I just, I've been kicking around this idea for like two years now where I'm just kind of like, eh, maybe I'll give this a shot and I haven't done it yet. But now I've, I bought a new PC because I want to do more media, like, get a better computer for media stuff. Cause sure. my, the, yeah, yeah. the laptop I've been, I've been using to record the podcast on a write on I've had for 12 years now. I think 12. Yeah. Still sound good to me though. When yeah, you do our show. Nine or 12 years. I listen, I've resurrected this thing more times than not. Like I've had to change the, the motherboard on it. Like I've, you know, I've had to take this thing back from the dead so many times. It's, it's nuts. I can't believe it still works and it works really good, which, Thank God it does because I I don't want to be spending another grand on another like you know uh, laptop that I'm just grinding away and writing on and and doing stuff with I just don't need to do that but with a new PC like I can get better equipment do more stuff like get back into doing graphic graphic work because I used to do that for my blog way back in the day which I did some really amateur hour Photoshop shit like just being a jackass. A lot of it's very like cringeworthy now where I'm just kind of like, mm, glad I took all that off the internet. Like I'm glad that's gone. But, um, but like just getting back into some of those things and like playing catch up with, with modern media and like getting to do broadcasting again, you know, like getting involved with that. Maybe even if it's something like doing like a post game reaction show for Sabres games or something like that, just hop like on it. Twitch, do it for like a half hour or whatever. And you know, people hop in the chat, do whatever. If I have somebody jump on with me, that's cool. But like, just, just, I, just ideas that I've been throwing out stuff to do to make it more involved. But it's like, if I start doing that kind of stuff on Twitch, it's like, well, I just can't just do post-game stuff. I got to do more with it. Like, I got to, there's got to be extra stuff involved with it where I can just do more with it. And I know there's there's a lot of people that do podcast, uh, hockey podcast stuff, and they do that as well. Like Steve Dangle, a lot of people really don't like Steve Dangle. I love Steve. I, I think Steve, Steve is a most self-made media personality in Toronto like it, he drives people crazy because he's you know he his whole his whole life has been like on YouTube basically but now he's got like this whole thing with Sportsnet he's got like his own like podcast network that he's got we're going on right now and it's like I'm so proud of that dude for 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 doing what he does but man he's he's done so much stuff for that like it's crazy the amount of work that he's done to do that and but like but now like his show like they put stuff on Twitch, like all of his guys on his show do stuff for Twitch. And like, that's all part of like everything that they're doing. I'm just like, man, that's, that's so much. <laughs> it's so much stuff. And I'm just like, I don't know if I got the juice for that or not. Like, and plus you got to make money. Like I still have to make money too. Like I can't just sit there and just be like, I've got endless cash. I don't, right. you know, I just can't just putz around and just hope that, you know, bills will pay themselves. Like that is, that's not how life works. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, man, let's, end this part of the show by agreeing on one thing. We won't call it our lone New Year's resolution mm -hmm. or even maybe the most significant one, but one thing I could agree on, one word to describe what we both hope 2022 will be for us. Let's use the word ambitious. Yes. like We both need to be a little more ambitious. We both have 
ideas and thoughts. And we both will be more ambitious in 2022 to see some of our, our visions come to fruition. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. Yeah. Ambitious is good. Ambitious is very good. If we can pull off the execution, that'd be even better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we get into next year in the future, I want to take a real quick break and then we're going to dive into some Buffalo Bills. I said on yesterday's show, I wanted to spend a nice chunk of time talking about some takeaways from the game and looking forward uh, to the next few weeks. And then we're going to do our starting five draft. This week, we're doing Van Halen songs. And I got a treat, man. I'm going to go back to all the old polls that we did and tell everybody exactly how badly Joe's kicked my ass (laughs) over the last six months. Be right back, folks. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, there's endless takeaways from Sunday's victory over New England. Far and away, the one that matters most is the Bills now control their own destiny. Mm-hmm. They're in first place in the AFC East. They simply got to what? Where they got to beat Atlanta and the Jets. Two teams that they're significantly favored to beat at home. And the division's theirs. Where that goes from there, we'll see. But anyway, individual takeaways. I got, here's my biggest one from Sunday. I want to know what you think about this. Mm-hmm. The easy thing would be to say, Josh Allen played at an MVP level, and he did. Mm-hmm. Make no mistake about it. But that is something that we could say, could have said that after the Chiefs game. We could have said that several times last year. That's mm-hmm. not shocking. Right. I'm not shocked that he played. I mean, I'm surprised that maybe he was as dominant as he was in New England because New England came into that game literally the stingiest defense in the NFL. But I don't think we're like flabbergasted that Josh Allen went out and had such success. My biggest takeaway was Isaiah McKenzie. Mm-hmm. All right. He steps into a, a significant role. First of all, I mean, we need to backtrack a little bit. He literally was inactive two straight weeks. He fumbled against the Colts. Mm-hmm. And that led to, well, that played a significant role in, in a blowout loss to them, what, a month or so ago, whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Then he was inactive for two straight games. 
At one point a couple weeks ago, I think it was the Tampa game where Sean McDermott had Micah Hyde returning punts. Mm-hmm. And he said it's because he wanted someone back there he could trust. That was a kind of a, that's a slap in the face to Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Well, COVID, and again, you and I keep saying we don't want to talk about COVID. It's so annoying to talk about mm-hmm. on this show, but sometimes we don't have a choice. The bills make it impossible not the to talk about COVID. The bills do make it impossible. <laughs> Absolutely. COVID hit Cole Beasley and Gabriel Davis going into this Patriots game, which forced Isaiah McKenzie into a starting role. He took over the slot role. Well, he was phenomenal. 11 catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, it doesn't take an uh, an expert analyst to say Isaiah McKenzie was great. Mm-hmm. He, he was great. Here's my point, and I want to know what you think about this. My biggest takeaway from all the takeaways from this game is this. I think the Buffalo Bills are better with Isaiah McKenzie on the field than Cole Beasley. And let me say this too. COVID stance aside, personally, this ain't about Cole Beasley being anti-vax. This ain't about Cole Beasley testing positive for COVID and missing the game. Although, you know what's funny? What did we just talk about in the last segment? Mm -hmm. What happens when we don't put out a podcast? Right. What happens? You get an opportunity to listen to someone else. Mm -hmm. Well, Cole Beasley... Getting COVID, which maybe in fairness to him, okay, let's be fair to everyone out there. Maybe he still gets COVID anyway. Okay, maybe. Mm-hmm. Let's just be fair. Okay. Again, so we don't need to, we don't even need to dig into our personal beliefs on this. Let's just say, whatever, for whatever reason, that opened up opportunity for Isaiah McKenzie. Mm-hmm. Now, my mindset is this I think the Bills are better with him on the field, with Isaiah I'm talking about, because Colby's is a great route runner, although he is slowed down a little bit. And I think he's, been banged up this year and mm-hmm. last year okay and he's getting up there he's a good route runner he's got good hands he's got a knack for finding the chains he's a chain mover but that's the extent of what you're going to get with cole beasley okay isaiah mckenzie is faster he can get downfield isaiah mckenzie runs jet sweeps mm-hmm. isaiah mckenzie is constantly in motion mm-hmm. and i think because of that reason and i think this played a big 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 role because that beyond Isaiah's numbers, beyond that, him being on the field, going in motion, running jet sweeps. You know what that does, Joe? That makes the defense have to defend every single blade of grass on the football field. Because Cole Beasley is going to, are you worried about Cole Beasley taking an end around? No. No, no. you're not. Him going in motion, going back and forth, the defense has to be uh alert for anything. Mm-hmm. And that opens up now, the stats really didn't show it, not with Singletary at least, although I thought Singletary played well, mm-hmm. but that opens up the middle to run the ball more. Because now you, your ends can't go pinching in every single time because Isaiah's going to take a jet sweep, bounce outside of your end who pinches in, and it could be a big play. Mm-hmm. Again, him running in motion, hitch passes. I just personally think, and this is my opinion, I think the Bills right now, going forward, even if Beasley could play this week, for the rest of the year, as long as he's healthy, I think Isaiah McKenzie should be on the field more than Cole Beasley. I want to know what you think about that. Uh, I agree with that. And again, it's not based on me thinking Cole's a jackass. Like, I mean, I'm I'm going to be very upfront about that. I think he's a huge jackass and the Bills are you, stupid. You've always been upfront about the, that. The Bills are dumb for backing him up. Like, mm-hmm. I will never forgive the Bills for promoting their tweet with him giving his anti-vax screen. I'll never give them a break for that. That's, yeah. That was stupid on them. It was stupid on Cole. It was Fair point. dumb yep. on the Bills to do it. That said, everything Isaiah McKenzie does gives them their Tyreek Hill 
type of player. Type. Now, yes. he's he's not as good as Tyreek Hill. He's like very few in the league are. But the kinds of plays that they can do and the stuff they can do with him, now, you know, Dig, you know, Diggs is your best receiver, like flat out. You know, Knox is a great tight end. He's, you know, he's a Kelsey light. Isaiah McKenzie is can do the things that Tyreek Hill can do to loosen up a defense. Now, he, you know, you're not as scared of him running routes. You are if he, if he's being guarded by a linebacker, like that's that's a problem. Uh, or if he's you know being guarded by a nickel or a dime back, that that could be a problem too. But the things you can do with your offense, and I think this is what Dable is is best for: create lots of options, give lots of opportunities to be able. You know, they love they love to do the run pass option stuff. You have to be worried about Allen running. Singletary's ran really well the last two weeks, so you got to be cognizant of him. You know, being able to carve out five yards at a time. And then if if McKenzie's getting those hands off on the jet sweep, then your linebackers and your ends got to be stay at home. They got to be honest. Right. They can't go crash in the middle of the line. They right. Can't, they can't crash Josh Allen. They can't crash Singletary mm-hmm. in between the tackles every play. They're so taking gives, a chance that they do. It gives the line a break. I mean, it makes the line's job less frenetic because they can just worry about their guy in front of them. They don't have to worry about getting blitzed through the middle or guys blowing through the gaps and just you know ruining everything because – if you blitz in and McKenzie gets around, he's going to break it off for 15, 20 yards, you know, because then your safety's got to come back and, you know, try to make a play or your corner, you know, whatever. Um, to me, it makes their their offense a lot more, gives it a lot more variety because with Beasley, like, I mean, yeah, he gets a tons of ton, tons of targets and tons of catches, but it's like he's running four yard comeback routes. You're not, you're not playing him off the line far. Right. Like, you know, you're not, you're not, I mean, you could jam him at the line if you want to. I mean, I wouldn't be that worried about him running behind me. Right. But like, what's the point? You know, you're more worried about guys like Davis and Diggs, and, you know, if, you know, Knox, even Knox getting, you know, 10, 15 yards out, you're more worried about those guys catching the ball than you are, you know, some dude who's not that quick catching a four yard pass and just getting stuffed out of bounds or just dragged, you know, tackled immediately. Like you, defenses, I mean, they don't want to give up those plays, especially, you know, one after another, after another, but you'll take that instead of giving up a giant play or, you know, just giving up first downs, you know, every first, you know, giving up first downs every first play of a drive, you know, of a, of a sequence. So to me, giving yourself more of a, more of an overall threat is so much better. It, it is. You know, it's, it's just such a soft, it's just such a, it, it's such a lame fail safe thing for the offense because it takes away from Allen's ability to look further down the field if he just knows that Beasley's going to be open four yards underneath because then he's like check down check down okay whatever just dump it to him forget forget about the fact that he had 11 catches it's easy to say a guy at 11 catches 125 yards he shouldn't be, he should be on the field mm-hmm. no matter what I, I get that I don't care if he only touches about four times a game I think he opens things up better mm-hmm. for the other players and I'll say this too the drop off between Gabe Davis at this point anyway the drop-off between Gabe Davis being out with Emmanuel Sanders or Jake Kumaro replacing him is far more significant oh, yeah. than the drop-off with Isaiah McKenzie replacing Cole Beasley, which, again, I mean, you can make a very, very fair point that the Bills might even be better off with McKenzie. Gabe Davis was the guy who was missed. Mm-hmm. Now, it didn't cost him, but Kumaro, in fairness to him, it was not an easy grab, but he should have hauled in a touchdown. Emmanuel Sanders just flat-out dropped a touchdown, yeah. and he has not. He did have a nice first-down catch. He's I'll still hurt. He's, he's not 100% hurt. hurt. He is he has not played well or he, I shouldn't say he's not played well. He has not been productive mm-hmm. in like 5 or 6 weeks now. Gabriel Davis is the guy who's emerging. They're going to need him down the stretch. 
I just think this offense could be better uh, with Isaiah McKenzie. And again, we're going to skip the Josh Allen talk because everyone's talking about him and mm-hmm. we get it already. I also want to make sure the offensive line gets a lot of praise, and specifically mm-hmm. Deion Dawkins, because I'm going to tell you right now, Joe, they started that game. Deion Dawkins was active. I'm like on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So they announced Saturday, right before three o'clock, the deadline, Deion Dawkins is active. They activated him off COVID. I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. I was excited. As a Bills fan, you know, yeah. I try not to be right. a Bills fan, especially when I'm doing this podcast. You're a Bills but fan. please. Come on. I am. All right. You're wearing all mm-hmm. Buffalo gear right now. I'm like, this is Buffalo. This is not <laughs> Buffalo Bills gear. <laughs> What about your hat? Your hat All is... All right, it's a Bills hat. Okay, thank Fine. you. Fine. <laughs> All right, but anyway, my point, I would, yeah, I was excited because the offense... I said this last week on the show. When Deion Dawkins is out, the Bills are worse off at three positions because Spencer Brown has to play left tackle. He's not as good as Deion Dawkins, so there's mm-hmm. one. Now you got to move Williams to right tackle. He's not as good as Spencer Brown at tackle. That's two, and then you got to put Cody Ford in at right guard or whatever for Williams. That's Mm -hmm. three positions you're worse. That's how important to me Deion Dawkins is. Anyway, so I'm excited Saturday. I'm like, yes. Then about an hour before the game, uh, various Bills media people are tweeting out the starting offensive line rotation. And they got Brown at left tackle. Deion Dawkins not with the starters. So as it turns out, he was more of an emergency player. Mm -hmm. He was not healthy enough to start the game. A big game essentially for the division. And Deion Dawkins is not out there. That tells you that your boy ain't 100% or even close to it, or he mm-hmm. would have been playing, right? So he doesn't start. And then at some point in the first half, Eichbacher goes down, which I don't, I haven't heard, but I, I, it looked like it was a really bad injury. He got carted I, off. That was a ruptured Achilles. Yeah. So he's, he's done. done. Yeah, he's yeah. done. That sucks. But anyway, so he goes down. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Deion Dawkins has to go in the game, though. Now he's playing in the second quarter. After he wasn't healthy enough to start. Mm-hmm. Cody Ford, say what you want about him, he's he's not good. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even an option because he was on COVID. Right. So I'm like, what the fuck? Ryan Bates is already starting at guard, who, by the way, played really well, too. Yep. And mm-hmm. he's going to continue starting at guard. I'm going to let you know a little secret. Mm-hmm. No Feliciano, too, because of COVID. Right. So I'm like, what in the hell, man? We're screwed. Deion Dawkins has to come into the game. And I'm going to tell you what, that offensive line played amazing. Mm-hmm. Forget, you know, again, Josh Allen, all the credit, this and then the other thing. Here's the bottom line. The Bills didn't punt, Mm -hmm. didn't get a sack, did not get sacked, I should Mm -hmm. say, and did not turn the ball over once. Josh Allen had a clean pocket most of that game, Mm -hmm. and he did not have a clean pocket a couple weeks before that against the Patriots in Buffalo. No. He's under pressure a lot. I don't know how many times he got sacked, but he he was under duress Mm -hmm. plenty. Not the case in Foxborough. That offensive line, to me, that might have been the best game. That was certainly the best game they played this year. Mm-hmm. And it might have been the best game they played in two years. All things considered, the stakes, the fact that they're already down, no Feliciano, and, and no Dawkins to start the game, so mm-hmm. two starters, and then he comes in unhealthy and played as good as he did. Mm-hmm. That He deserves a hell of a lot of credit. Yeah. A lot of people are like, because he made the Pro Bowl, and he's not a Pro Bowl tackle. He was a Pro Bowl tackle to me on Sunday. Yeah, Warrior, gutsy dude, coming mm-hmm. off COVID. Twice now. He yeah. had it twice, and he's fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. He's been sick twice. To come on and do that, he deserves a lot of fucking praise right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, and, you know, overall, in general, this was a the, the, the best game the Bills have played all season. Easy. Like, I people are going to point at the Kansas City game. Oh, but it's like, Kansas City wasn't a... I don't know. Let me see them against Kansas City now. Like, let me play that way against them now and kick their teeth in that way, then I'll say, okay, 
fair. Yeah. You get that. But like this was this was pretty thorough. And you know, it's not without a fair share of breaks. You know, Allen probably should have got pick sixth in the fourth quarter with what's sure. his what's his face drops the pit like you know, whatever. Hey, you need good luck. But like Allen was, you know, when he needed to be, he was perfect. And he needed to be all day. Like he that was a, as good a game as you, as you'd want from him. Like no dumb mistakes. Made the right, you know, when he had to improvise, he made the right improvisations. Everything. Like that, that's so calm, Joe. Joe yeah. he was so so calm and poised mm-hmm. and patient in the pocket. I'm not, that's because the line. And that's because the, the line allowed him to, to just be like, okay, I got time. Because when he when he's harried and he's hurried, you know we know how that works. Right, he plays <laughs> you know? hero ball. Right, and sometimes you can't blame him. Sometimes he, he has to play that way. But he, and the few times he was pressured, I remember one play, and it was early in the game because Spencer Brown was still playing left tackle. I remember saying, I watched the first half with my son Shane, and he felt Josh felt the pressure. He felt, I think it might have been Judon who beat Brown. Mm-hmm. Josh timed it perfectly. He sensed it. He saw it coming. He was patient. And then he took off running and he got had like a 20 yard run. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He didn't stand back there. He knew when to take off at the perfect time. He was just very uh, poised, very, very patient. I thought the Bills were the more physical team, which was maybe the most surprising thing in the game. Mm-hmm. I thought they were very physical. I thought they set the tone early. It was a, it felt good to finally have a statement game going their way. The yeah. Kansas City game, no matter how bad Kansas City was playing, was a statement game. Yeah. But then from that point on, Every game that was a, a quote unquote big game, they blew it. Mm-hmm. You know, they blew it, and uh, it, it, this I mean, that's why even... I, that's why I picked against them. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's why I was just like, show me something in a big game. Show me in a game that matters. You a were lot. very fair to pick against them. No, absolutely. You know, people want to blast. No shame about people want to blast the media because you know most of the national media picked New England at home. They should have. Why wouldn't you? They were the better team going in. They right. were the hotter team going in, even though they lost the week before to the Colts. But they were playing great football, and mm-hmm. they handled the Bills. That win really was a factor a couple weeks oh, ago. Yeah. I mean, now we really see that. Uh, so I would say this. It looks like the Bills are going to, right now they're the fourth seed. I think when it's all said and done, they're probably going to be, be the three. third. Yeah. I think they're going to end up the third. First is dead. Um, for, for them to finish first in the conference, they would need Kansas City to lose out. Which, hey, I mean, maybe. I mean, they're, look, they're at Cincinnati and they're at Denver. Denver's a prideful team. I mean, they're not good, but mm. it's a divisional rival. Cincinnati's a dangerous football team, man. Mm-hmm. They're good. They're very good. It's, it's very unlikely, though. Yeah. So they need that, and then they also need Tennessee to lose out. Which could happen. Miami, they play Miami at home, and then but then they're at Houston. Now, a couple weeks ago, I'd be laughing at that game, but Houston's played some pretty good football lately, including mm-hmm. beating the Chargers. That was an important game to the Chargers. Yeah. And they, went, they went to, my man, shout out, Damone Harris, UB, mm-hmm. Buffalo born and raised my guy, started for Houston. Because like 8,000 guys were out with COVID mm-hmm. for the Texans. He came off the practice squad and played 41 snaps. He played the most snaps of any defensive lineman. But anyway, my point is they're playing some prideful football. You never know. But it's a quarterback un- of theirs. What's his name? Davis Mills or Yeah, the Bill, he looked horrible. The Bills the, killed him. His first four or five games, he looked awful. Yeah, but he's been he's playing pretty good Pretty now. good the last few weeks. Yeah, you know, really it, good for him. It comes down to could have, would have, should have. Mm-hmm. That Jacksonville loss really hurt him, obviously. And then that Tennessee loss, which they should have won on Monday night, you know, yeah. Josh Allen slips. The Bills could be in control of their own destiny, but that's where we're at. But anyway, before we get to our, our signing five, I, I, I quickly power ranked the teams that I don't want the Bills to end up playing in the first round. Okay. Order. I'll get a thought from you going from uh, the team I want to play the least 
to the team I, I probably would want to play uh, the most. And by the way, again, so the Bills are fourth. They're tied with Cincinnati, but Cincinnati has the tiebreaker as of now. Mm-hmm. Now that said, the Bills finished with Atlanta and the Jets, and they got to win those games. Simple right. as that. Uh, Cincinnati. They can't have a letdown. Right. Cincinnati finishes with Cleveland and at Cleveland. I mean, they finish with Kansas City at home, Cincinnati, and then they're at Cleveland. Mm. They should lose one. Of, I expect them to lose one of those two. I think Kansas City's going to handle them. I do too. And Cleveland, we'll see. I mean, Cleveland, Cleveland's too much of a mess. Cleveland might not have anything to play for at that point. Yeah. But I expect Cincinnati. Plus, they're the Bengals. They'll find a way to lose. <laughs> right. They're good, but they're the Bengals, and mm-hmm. it's kind of getting near postseason time. So they'll find a way to lose. <laughs> I expect the Bills to finish third. Mm-hmm. All right. That means we would play six. Um, yes. The team I want to play the least is obviously is, is Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're nine and six. They're currently fifth. So if, if the playoffs started tomorrow, the Bills would be playing the Colts. I don't like I, that I matchup. I hate that matchup. And now look, they For got the revenge reasons. on they got the revenge <laughs> on New England. I get it. I just they're they're a terrible matchup for the Bills, man. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor is the real deal. The Colts have the best offensive line in the NFL, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and a lot of people's opinions. I don't think it's a good matchup in any way for the Bills. Now, Indy plays the Raiders this week and at Jacksonville and Carson Wentz as of now is COVID. Mm-hmm. However, and we didn't talk about this, they have changed CDC and now mm-hmm. the NFL has changed the uh, protocol from 10 days to five days. So Carson Wentz got COVID on Monday or Tuesday. All I, he's eligible to yeah. play if he could test positive. Mm. If he's asymptomatic. If he could test out negative. Negative, that's right. what I meant. As of now, we don't know how he's feeling or if he's right. going to. But he could conceivably play. Um, they got they got Phillip Rivers on standby, supposedly. Yes. So I fully I expect Indianapolis to win both those games. I expect them to beat the Raiders in Indy, and I expect them to win in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. So I think Indy's going to be locked into the fifth seed. That means if the Bills finish fourth, they're playing Indy. I don't want to play Indy. So that's why it's really important yeah. to me that the Bills move up to three. Yep. You agree? You don't Indy's the you agree with me. Indy's the team you want to see the least in the first round if you're a Bills fan. Yeah. I I mean, yeah, obviously, because you know, Taylor had you know five touchdowns, you know, when they played him before. But they just beat us up, period. Even oh, yeah. the oh, yeah, line, no, the it defensive was, line. The Colts beat him around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like just from the raw like rushing standpoint, Damian Harris still ran for a bunch of yards last week for New England. Mm-hmm. Like you, you kind of knew that they were going to run a lot because they did it the first game, and like you knew Mac Jones stinks at throwing, so like you know they're going to run, and he still pulled off chunks Agreed. of yards. Like he still had a great game. Yep. So to me, any team that's that's flexing on the run game, I don't want the. If I'm the Bills, I don't want any piece of them. I agree. If, if you got a team that wants to throw it around a little bit more, I'm okay with that. I mostly agree with you, except for one one team, which I'm about to say right now. Okay. All right. So Indy's the team I want to see the least. The team I want to see the second least. And they're currently not even in the playoffs. If the playoffs started right out tomorrow, they're not even in. Mm-hmm. But I think they will be in is the Chargers. Mm-hmm. And here's why. Mm-hmm. All right. They don't have that power running game. And, and, and their defense is suspect. They got a lot mm-hmm. of talent, but they just seem to have too many injuries and they just don't play well together. Mm-hmm. Like some guys get hot and other guys start playing like shit. But here's what scares me about the Chargers. First of all, Justin Herbert's a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. And... They're one of the few teams in the AFC that have wide receivers that are really, really good. Mm-hmm. Multiple receivers. Keenan Allen, mm-hmm. Mike Williams. Um, and I, my mindset is this. We don't talk about this much, because in part because the Bills haven't really faced a lot of good quarterbacks since. But Trey White, gone. Your corners are Dane Jackson and Levi Wallace. That hasn't reared his ugly head, really. No. Nope. The Chargers feel like the kind of game 
where if that pass rush is not really good on that day, mm-hmm. Justin Herbert could throw to Williams and Allen, and they have the kind of receivers that could absolutely eat alive a Dane Jackson and a Levi Wallace. I think the Bills right now, through, there's nothing they could do about it. They couldn't control Trey White tearing his ACL. Mm-hmm. But if almost feel, if you're a skeptic of the Bills, number one, the one thing I would say is the Bills, it feels like they're on barrel time right now with Dane Jackson before mm-hmm. he ends up being the guy who gets beat three times or three, you know, three long yeah. plays or two touchdowns and, and it ends up costing him. That's why I don't want to play the Chargers. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're the second best team in the AFC, but to me, they're the second most dangerous. The, uh, I said this about the Chargers earlier this season. I don't think I even said it to you because I wanted, wanted to keep it in my pocket. I told a couple of my friends, but I said the Chargers were the West Coast Bills because they were having the same kinds of issues at the beginning of the season. You know, the quarterback's really good. The quarterback can win games for them, but the quarterback can make big mistakes too. You know, the but the but the Chargers have a running game with Eckler. Like he can run the ball and he catches the ball out of the backfield as well. So he's, you know, he's two-way threat. Very good. And I mean, as long as he's healthy. I mean, he didn't play this past week, so, you know, whatever, but you know that that kind of offense. It reminds me of like kind of the old Eagles offense, where you you'd have like um, you'd have like you know Brian Mitchell when he wasn't running back kicks, he'd be you know in the backfield or Darren Sproles. And that's that's the guy I more mean is Darren Sproles, where you're not so much worried about him running between the tackles as he is out in the flat doing you know weird receiver shit and then you know toss plays whatever. But like the Chargers defense is so hit or miss. Like some weeks they look great. You know, Bosa has a you know a great game. They're they're knocking everything down, doing everything. And then there's another week where they're giving up, they're giving up 38 to the Bengals, and they you know Herbert has to you know get a sure. touchdown late in the game to beat them. You know you know 44 38 or something like that. It's they're that kind of team. Now they're not the West Coast Bills. Now I think they're definitely not as good as the Bills, but. They create a lot, like you pointed out, they create a lot of headaches, potential headaches. And a really good quarterback like Herbert, I mean, it would be his, what, his first playoff game? Maybe he gets the, you know, playing in Buffalo, you know, maybe you got bad weather, you know, all the stuff that goes with that, you know, maybe it's a little bit sketchy. You know, maybe you can take advantage of that as opposed to, you know, having it work against you like it has with Allen a couple sure. of times in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, 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 that's fair. But like, yeah, I'm with you. That, that offense is a little bit, Worrisome. They're 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 an enigma. Mm-hmm. Okay, because they go if they out, figure their shit out. They, they're I mean, dangerous. It was early in the year, but they beat the Chiefs. They uh, they should have beat the Chiefs a second time. They mm-hmm. lost in overtime just two weeks ago. But then at the same token, again, they got their asses kicked by Houston this week. Mm-hmm. They they got beat handily two weeks ago by the Bengals. Mm-hmm. They're they're not a consistent team, but they're a dangerous team. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. only. This ain't baseball. This ain't the best of seven. This is one day. You know, you play good one day. So yeah. I think they're dangerous. They got enough weapons that I, I prefer not to play. Right. Um, and then third would be the Patriots. You mentioned all the reasons, but you know, the running game, the yeah. physicality, we, we don't need to talk about it. We've seen it twice. The one thing I will say is the Bills just feast on rookie and mediocre quarterbacks. And mm-hmm. I don't think Zach Jones is maybe quite mediocre or Mac Jones, but he, he, he's, he is a rookie. Yeah. And I, I just think the Bills would feast on him. They got away with it the first time. He only had to throw three times. We saw on Sunday, I don't think he's that bad, but he's also not that good yet. So mm-hmm. I'm not that scared of New England. I would much rather play uh, New England than the Chargers. That's a, wor- that's a worse mindset for the fans, though. I know. New England in a playoff game, people are just going to be like, oh, God, why? Why it does is, it have to it be is. them? I really, I truly think the Bills are a better football team, though. I really, mm-hmm. I don't make up excuses for them often, but I really think the the weather, which could happen again in a couple of weeks Never in Buffalo. Know. It could happen again. Maybe not quite that windy, mm-hmm. but weather could be a factor in Orchard Park. 
if weather's not a factor in Orchard Park, I am nuts. I'll play the Patriots anywhere, anytime, and I'm not scared of them. Um, one more team, too. But here's the thing, the caveat with this team, Cleveland Browns, because mm-hmm. I have them ranked pretty high. I have them fourth that I don't want to play. I don't think they're making the playoffs. No. They're currently 12th. They're 7-8. and eight, So even if they won out, they could only finish 9-8. and eight. I think Indy for sure, New England for sure. That's two teams that have 10 wins. And maybe the Chargers. So I, I think a three teams will get to 10 wins. I think. Maybe even Miami. But anyway, I don't want to. I wouldn't want to play Cleveland. And again, they play at Pittsburgh and Cincinnati to end the season. They probably lose maybe one of those. I don't think Cleveland's going to make the playoffs. But kind of reasons that you hit on. I think the Browns can beat anyone in the NFL if Baker Mayfield doesn't suck. Mm-hmm. The problem is Baker Mayfield more or less sucks. He's yeah. he is the definition of mediocre. We could have an entire podcast, and we maybe we will in the offseason talking about guys like him. Their offense is so stupid. But they built for it. Like it's not even built for him. It's built for somebody else. And then like he just has to like run around like a crazy person. Yep, yep, yep. But I, the running game scares the shit out of me. I oh, mean, yeah. Nick, Nick Chubb Nick, Nick is Chubb an is animal. Mm-hmm. He's every bit as good as Fred T- or Jonathan Taylor. I'm yeah. telling you right now. Just he's on a team that just underachieves mm-hmm. because yes. of the quarterback. Plus, they got a good defense. I don't want to play Cleveland. Yeah. I don't think you have to worry about that. You want Miles Garrett bothering Allen nope. all day? No, nope. thanks. Jamie and Clowney? Nope. I don't want any of that. Anyway, I don't think it's going to happen. After that, I got two teams that are pretty much the same to me. Uh, the Raiders mm-hmm. or the Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, the Raiders are pretty balanced, but they're inferior to Buffalo. I'm not really. Plus, I think they're going to miss out. There's eight and seven. They're at Indy and they're playing the Chargers. Yeah, I I, again, I if you get, I gotta like get to, those you gotta get to ten wins. No, <laughs> Pittsburgh seven seven and one. Uh, they still play Cleveland and at Baltimore. Who knows? I mean, nine seven and one could get to the playoffs. If, if Pittsburgh wins out, they still could get in. They're only eleventh right now. Here's my caveat: mm. they tied the Lions. They're not a good team. <laughs> I agree. That's they should have lost to the Lions. Yeah. They're not a good. If team. If you're a skeptic, they beat the Bills. But you know what? I'm not afraid of Pittsburgh. Right? I don't. I don't. I think Big Ben's washed that was, up. Probably one of the worst games, aside from the Jacksonville game, that's probably the second worst game the Bills played all year. No. It was that Pittsburgh game. They were bad. I think I think that if they went out, they got maybe a 40% chance to make the playoffs. And if they do, I ain't worried about them. Yeah, no. Uh, second, Bills would smoke right. Pittsburgh. Second last team here on my list, Baltimore. Eight and seven. They're currently seventh. I don't think they're getting in. They're a mess. They're, they're too broken. The, the, that's my they're point. too injured. They're playing the Rams, by the way, and the Steelers. They're going to lose one of those games. They're not. They're going to finish with. They're going to finish nine and eight. Lamar's dangerous, but that's it. Is he going to play? Like that's the thing. I don't know. Josh Johnson's still good. Here's the. Uh, I could do twenty minutes on how Josh Johnson should be a starter for some team in the league, <laughs> because he played. He played. Jumped in for the Jets for two games and threw for like three hundred yards both games. Played for Baltimore last week. Looked really good. And this dude just like on the pickup wire for anybody to grab at any point. And this dude just, he just puts up numbers. Like, well, he ain't beating the Bills. Well, no, <laughs> I, I know that, but like. Baltimore's too decimated. No, they're too broke. They're too, they're too decimated. That they got like, what, three starters? Yeah, the running backs are shot. Their they're entire secondary's injured. They've got COVID constantly. Yeah, they're just, they're done. This is not Baltimore's year. No. Sucks for them. Good for the yeah, Bills. Because they could be a. You very get a, few tears shed in Buffalo about that. Exactly, because I'm gonna tell you what: if you have a healthy Baltimore team, these nope. eight torn ACLs and shit don't happen. No thanks. They're they're right up there with the best teams in the NFL. And then last is Miami. There's actually the playoffs started right now today. The Miami Dolphins Miami's are in. in. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's gonna be the case. So they got to play at Tennessee, which is beatable, and, and then beat they them. play the Patriots in Miami, which could be for a playoff could spot. Beat them. Could be, but if they get in, they ain't beating us. Here's here's the thing, like everybody's geeked about their, you know, they lost the first seven, they won the next seven. Like, that's cool. Like, that's really cool. They've played no one. Nobody. 
They've played nobody good nope. in those seven games. They're, like that, they're a good team. They're with, smoke. They're a good, young, talented team with a lot of talent and, mm-hmm. and good young players, but they're not being the Bills. They're not ready to go into Orchard Park in January to a Tyler, whatever the hell his name is, ain't being the Bills. I right, just straight I mean, up. They're a good team, though. I'll tell you what, though. Their future's bright. Yeah. I'll say that. We I, said this at the end of last year, too. We did say that at the end of last year. You're right. You're right. They got off to a bad start. A really I, you bad don't start. start 0-7, man. Like, I know. Your season's over. I don't care if you win the next nine. You stink. Like, I agree. All right, but so, their defense is playing well. I'll give them. Yeah. But again, beat somebody good. All right. So we agree. Indy, Chargers, Patriots, dangerous. Uh, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Miami, no I, worries. I think I would put New England over San Diego, but mm-hmm. it's very slight. Like, I, I'm with you that I think I think the Bills are the better team, but I don't know. History sticks with me too much, and it's the Belichick respect. Like, nah, just, I I don't know. Look, I, there's only one way to find out. Right, they, they play right. each other. I don't know. I I'm really I, I re- it resonated with me being in them the way they did Sunday, for whatever reason, uh, resonated with me. Speak- I, I I think the way for me to break it down is what are the chances of them playing another absolutely perfect game? Who the Bills? Yeah. Um. I don't think they need to be perfect to beat New England. I don't think New England. I don't think New England's that good. Okay. I don't think they're as good as they've appeared to be the last handful of weeks. I think they're a respectable team with a good defense. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're a very good offense. No. No. And if they have to throw the football, they're done. Jones is not that guy. He ain't that guy, dude. They didn't throw to Hunter Henry like until the third late yeah. third quarter. Yeah. Good work, man. Yeah. And, and again, look, Gabe Davis matters. Gabe Davis plays mm-hmm. instead of Kumaro and, and Sanders. You're not sweating out that fourth quarter. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying. Man. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. Let's, uh, let's do the starting five here. Okay. All right. We, so uh, we might have gone a little too long on that. I don't know. No. No. That was fun. Okay. We didn't even talk about the Bills yesterday, so we That's owed true. it. We owed it to the great fans of the Buffalo Bills right. here. Uh, our starting five weekly draft. So last week, we did movie slash TV Christmas characters. Uh, How'd that turn out for you? Not very well. I should talk into the mic when I want to talk. How did that turn out for you? Not very well, man. All right, let's recap. Joe took the Grinch, Mm -hmm. Buddy the Elf, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Kevin McAllister, and George Bailey. I selected Clark Griswold, Ralphie, bad pick, I killed for that, by the way, Cousin Eddie, Frosty the Snowman, and that was crickets, and Ebenezer Scrooge. Um, which, the, which, which I gave to you. you. Gave, he gave, he gifted me. I originally yes. took the guy from Bad Santa, which the fact that I can't remember his name without looking at it is why mm-hmm. I took uh, Ebenezer why, why you begged me for a gift and yes, I gave you a Christmas gift. you gave gift. it to me. It didn't help. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the funny part is, and this was noticed too, I literally, I was up 10 minutes into the poll. So I put the poll up around noon. You were up like what? Actually, I think I saved the screen capture. I don't want to know that me, I want to see let me, it. Let me see here. <laughs> Pretty sure I saved. Minutes. Uh, so every, so we do our starting five draft. And then the next day, once the pods release right around noon, I put out the poll. And and I, I took a victory lap about 10 minutes in. Uh, Eight minutes. Eight, eight. minutes in. <laughs> After like now, I had checked it, and you were up sixty to forty, and that was like with forty votes in, maybe. <laughs> and you started taking started taking a lap, like you 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 won it all. So eight minutes. Greg in, Tom- by the way, in fairness, you Greg did get Thompson, set up. Greg Thompson set me up. Greg Thompson from Cover One was talking about. 
finally the you know your masterpiece or some mm-hmm. shit they said like that to me then i think aaron quinn backed him up too like you had a couple of guys in your corner saying like oh pat's got this one mm-hmm. he, he's got this one one and you were just like ah oh, finally i got him I, fi- I got him this week and i was like dude it's just open man <laughs> so this screen capture comes eight minutes after you posted it and you were and i was up 51 49 jesus and i what did it end up being and ended up being 58 to 42. So it only got worse for you from there. <laughs> eight minutes in. I won the first eight minutes. <laughs> you uh, really you really needed to stop. I'll always have those first eight minutes. So based on partially because of that, because me taking a stupid victory lap, <laughs> and people accusing me of ranging from, again, I've said this last people week. People accuse you of tanking. Me, they accuse me of tanking. People ask me if you've had all five of the first picks and then I get the next five after that. <laughs> So I, that's a I, good one. I yeah, like that it one. It is pretty funny. <laughs> I went back and I looked at all of our polls. All right. And now including this one, we've done 29 of these polls, which by the way, that's a lot. It's a lot. That's a yeah. lot of drafts. It's a lot of drafts. That's a, that's a lot of having to come up with 29 different ideas. <laughs> it's obviously been a lot of fun. But anyway, we started this, our first poll, our first uh, starting five draft was all the way back on May 14th. Wow. And this being the end of the year now, last episode, I feel mm-hmm. like this is a good time to go back and reflect. So yeah. May 14th, you've won 20. I've won nine. Nine. And uh, I'll say this too. I won for the first five. So I was kicking your ass you early were. on. So I don't know how to do the math here. I consider time. that hazing, honestly. <laughs> but I went 19 and five in the next 24. Yeah. That, that's literally what you've done. So you've won 19 <laughs> of the last 24, which is really fucking embarrassing to be honest with you with me. Let me recap the ones you've won, though. Okay. All right? Well, let me, let's start with mine, because I've won You've got a fewer. This will take less time to go through. <laughs> so I've won nine, all right? I won, and I'll go from most recent to furthest away. Mm-hmm. I won TV talk show host with 51%. Uh, that one I won, was really close. That was. was like three votes. Yep. I, went, I won uh, Bill's quarterbacks between Jim Kelly and Josh Allen. Yep. I won that with 54%. I won 21st century TV comedies. With 59%. I won HBO series characters, 52%. I won Olympic sports with 75%. That's when you came up with a couple crazy ass games. I don't even remember. I don't... No, you you went with ones where professionals play them. I went with actual Olympic sports. <laughs> yeah, you did. That, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Well, it did not resonate with your fans. Let's well, put it that way. Um, I won gangster movies with 59%. Mm-hmm. I won HBO uh, slash or HBO series slash miniseries, mm-hmm. 58%. And then TV show theme songs with, I won that with 65%. Wow. So let me go to now. I want to, hold on. Where is it here? Cause not, I don't know, man. I don't We might have to do all other fucking podcasts on these, uh, <laughs> on these. All right. So you won. And again, there's 20 of them signing most recently Christmas movies. Well, actually, this week, last week, mm-hmm. I just said this week. Have I already conceded this week? <laughs> so you won this past week with 58% of the vote. You won uh, Christmas movies with 89% of the vote. That's got to be one of the most embarrassing things be humbled ever. forever by that. 89 freaking percent. Christmas songs, 70%. So you swept Christmas, by the way. We had three Christmas. You loved Christmas before. I did. You made me hate it. I was happy to move to Buffalo. <laughs> In part for Christmas season. Yep. And Joe, you're in fucking room Christmas for me, so I hate I Christmas again. you bad. Might as well just go back to Florida for this shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, you won female vocalists over the last 40 years, 54%. You won rock bands, 68%. Uh, 
Adam Sandler movies, 51%. That, that was, was a good one. That was another like two or three vote yep. one. You want Halloween treats with 85%. Wow. Uh, Tom Hanks movies, 60%. Ooh. 80s musical acts. This was the closest one ever. This one, oh, I this think was you like literally 50 won by two point, votes. 50.5 You or won 50.1 to 49.9. Oh, that's Quite right. literally. Yeah, it was, it was one, a was virtual tie, but technically you won. You won by like literally. And it was one vote. That's one vote. Yeah, right. So you won that one. Uh, Marvel mov- movie characters, 59%. Karaoke songs, 64%. Wow. Hair bands, 72%. Uh, Billy he- Joel songs, 74%. These are your wheelhouse categories Billy Joel, I'm I was destroying uh, you in. Billy Joel songs. That We did that at Casey's because Jill Thompson was with us. That's right. That was a fun she episode. She made fun of us for every pick that we made. Yeah, she did. Well, <laughs> people made fun of me more than you, I guess, because you had 74%. That's, that's true. Uh, best months of the year. 80%. Yeah, you, you, only 12 you made some year. really bad yeah, picks. Yeah, I, I was pro-summer, and I paid for that in Buffalo. That's right. Um, sports Arena Anthems, you won 61%. Uh, you won overrated TV shows with 63%. That's where I totally botched the draft by picking Jeopardy. Yeah. I might have gotten killed for Jeopardy as bad in that draft as I had any. You had it coming to you. For calling that overrated. I, and the moment you picked that, I go, really? The Alex, Jeopardy? The Alex Trebek stands were out in full force. He had just me. died and then yeah. you dumped on him. I did. God. Um, and, well, you know what? That actually wasn't the worst pick. That was the second worst pick because the worst pick was the week before all-time wrestlers. Ooh. You won with 77%. Yeah. And I took Jimmy Snuka, yeah. a murderer. And I heard about that. <laughs> you doubled up on bad picks in back-to-back weeks. <laughs> then you uh, you won. There's three more. Animated cartoon series with 64%. Okay. Sports movies with 75%. Oof. And 20th century TV shows with 68%. So you've won 20, lost nine. And to be completely honest, most most of your wins were blowout wins. Yeah, those are ass beatings. Yeah, 80s musical acts was really tight, uh, and Adam Sandler movies mm-hmm. was really tight, and that's about it, man. You've, it's a thorough whooping yeah. I've given you. It's not a good year for me, man. <laughs> and, uh, you know, because- but, like, I'm, I'm giving you another gift by because I picked this week's category. <laughs> you did pick this week's category. And like I, every time we did band stuff, you were always, you were always picking Van Halen. I was like, you know what? Pat, Pat needs a category. He, Pat needs a Homer category. I think there's one thing we can agree on. Van Halen, before we get to our songs, our draft mm-hmm. here, we both, this is one of the great American rock bands. Oh, 100%. Of, of all time. Absolutely. And again, who knows? It's a holiday week, and I don't know our audience, our, our listeners, people are on Twitter. I don't know how many of them are younger that are not really going to have much of an interest yeah. in Van Halen. So I wouldn't be shocked. If the interaction is not what it has been yeah, the last few weeks, which I don't has know. been Ed, high. Eddie just passed away recently. Yeah. So, you know, they've been in the news. So, like, I don't know, maybe people are discovering them that they yeah. hadn't, hadn't heard them. So, but like, if not, whatever. All right. Well, I'll tell you You what, don't know Van Halen, man. You get, did. Get you real. did pick this one. And uh, <laughs> it's because of two reasons. Number one, I couldn't come up with another Christmas. First of all, I didn't want to get another Christmas loss. Three Christmas losses in a season is enough. A whole month of getting whooped on Christmas. Yeah, that's, that's enough for me. So let's <laughs> switch it up back to rock music. But anyway, you're up first. So you got the first pick of this draft. I do. And my, my I'm opening it up. And this is probably a little controversial. Um, where, oh, where is it? Where's my list? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, I open it up with Running With The Devil. That's a good pick. Because it's like, the, it's the first song on the first album. And it sets the tone for everything that Van Halen is. Yeah. You get Eddie kicking ass. You got David Lee Roth screeching. It just rules. 
It's uh, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you here. So you you had the first pick here, and I'll say this much: it was number two on my list. Okay. So on my big board before we started drafting, that was number two. So it's not like not like I, I can Yeah, I didn't go. I want to be a critic because I, maybe if I start criticizing your picks instead of saying they're good ones, maybe more people <laughs> will vote for me. But honestly, I I can't lie. I I can't uh, I can't criticize that at all, man. It's a it's it's a great song. My first pick. And it would have been my number one overall pick. So I did end up getting mine. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the most popular one, but it's one of the most popular ones. It's Hot for Teacher. It's a great song. I, I love that song. And even more so than the song, man. It, I, I'm sure you remember. It's mm-hmm. one of the greatest music videos yeah. that I've ever seen in my life, man. What an awesome video. <laughs> oh, I'm all nervous and my socks are too loose. That's one of the great videos of all time. I absolutely love this song. Give me a okay. bottle of anything to yeah. go. <laughs> all right, so that's one. And then I think I'm going to go, you know, I'm not going to stray. This is a mainstream song, but I do love this song, so I feel good saying it. Jump. You know, one of the greatest albums, by the way, of all time. This yeah. is just an amazing 1984, album, yeah. But. Yeah, sorry. So I feel good about that. Again, not a lot of explanation. Either. A lot of these songs don't need a lot of explanation. No. If you know them, you know them. And if you don't know them, are we really going to be able to sell people on them? I right. don't think so. You know what I'm saying? I mean, these these picks got to stand on their own. So anyway, I'm a big fan of that. So I take Hot for Teacher and I take Jump. And now Joe's back on the clock and he's got two here. I think if you have to over-explain a Van Halen song and why you're picking it, you you screwed up immediately. I agree. I agree 100%. <laughs> I you totally lost the plot. Agree agreed 100%. Um, but you opened the door for me to take a couple of my favorite songs. Oh, and I'm happy you did. Now, my, you picked. Too great, so I'm not going to dunk on you for making bad picks. Maybe win a little high with heart for teacher, but I don't no, know. No, it's my shit. I did. I, I, listen, I'm not arguing. I'm just saying <laughs> it was a little early because you left me Panama. Yeah, that's a good one. You, I mean, that's a great song. It's it's a put the windows down, drive 30 miles an hour over the speed limit, roar down the highway. I literally feel like doing that right at this moment <laughs> as we're playing little clips from these songs, and I'm listening to this. Even uh, even outside here in West Seneca, as we take this late on Tuesday in the snow, yeah. gotta gotta bang bang the window down and just pump this song up as loud as it goes. Like, it's a great song. You immediately are happy. Like to me, that's a happy song. The second it starts, you're like, oh yeah, okay. Um, I, I think before you get to your next one, mm-hmm. I legitimately, and I'm not just saying this too. And again, I just told you I wasn't gonna criticize or praise your shit too much. I feel like I'm running <laughs> my own cause, but I will say. That has a legitimate case for number one. If if somebody yeah. would have picked Panama as number one, mm-hmm. I don't think it would have been like, oh, that's a big reach. I don't think no. that would have been a big reach. No, I no, I absolutely not. No, if you pick that, if you pick that, if you were picking first and pick Panama, I'd be like, yep, yeah, okay. Like, so well, thank you, thank you for telling me I got another number one pick. That's, that's very nice of you. Uh, but my next pick is Unchained, another which is one. another freaking great, great song, and it's like. It's my favorite David Lee Roth goofing around song. Yeah. Because he's just being like a total, he's being David Lee Roth in the entire song. It's just so good. And like the guitar riffs on this song are just so good. And it's just like, you just, that's Eddie, that's Eddie Van Halen at, at like one of his best songs. I love it. I'm going to, I'm going to have a hard time. <laughs> first three, man. Uh, I'm not going to lie, man. Not going to lie. I, I do think, you haven't made a bad pick. No, I haven't made a bad pick. I really is there really a bad Van Halen pick? Some might be better than others, but I don't know. Maybe this is a bad one. But I'm going with Why Can't This Be Love. I don't know. I don't know how uh, Joe's giving me that look. 
Van Hagar. <laughs> Van oh, Hagar. Boy. I, look, I like David Lee Roth better. I'm not going to try to say that Van Hagar was better or even as good. Mm. But there's a couple songs that I really like, and yeah, this is one of them. I mean, I had I have a couple of his songs, Van Hagar songs in mind, but I got to... You got to really hit me where it counts for me to pick one. And that's not one that hits you where it counts. No, right? no, that's not, no, <laughs> absolutely not. That is not one. All right. So that, I'm going to go with that. And then uh, Dance the Night Away, man. I, I'm a big fan of this. Great song. It's a great song. As we're playing these clips, it's like, I mean, even if you didn't like Why Can't This Be Loved that much, it's not like yeah. you don't, it's yeah. not like you dislike It's not it. like I'm sitting here ripping my headphones off. Yeah. Like, turn you're this not, shit off. not like mad at it. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So all right, uh, that's what I went with. Why Can't This Be Love and uh, Dance the Night Away. That's, you know. You're up. Yeah, I you probably blew it with. Dan- with no, uh, I blew it because I skipped, I glossed over a pick. Oh, really? I did. One that I wanted to pick earlier. I'm looking at my list oh, now. Oh, Okay. Well, we'll see. Well, you All got right, two well, more, so we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Uh, well, it doesn't matter. I don't think it matters because um, my next pick is "Everybody Wants Some." Okay. Which, yeah. if you've seen the movie "Better Off Dead," you're, I have. You're introduced to Savage Steve's claymation hot yep. dog yep. music video. Oh my god, hamburger music video, not hot dogs. It's a great song. It's so good. It is. It's, it's a good song. <laughs> it's a total like as I'm listening I'm like fuck. <laughs> okay. I love that song so much. And then like listen the whole the band's named Van Halen for a reason. And that I got to pick Eruption. It's oh. it's Eddie's it's Eddie's freaking greatest solo. It, it doesn't need to be singing in it. It's just Eddie shredding. We well, don't need you cuz there is none. Right. <laughs> this is this is amazing though. It's incredible. It is. I got to play it for at least a second. Yeah, you have to. You have to. Got to appreciate it. Come back. There it is. So good. (laughs) I was going to say, there it is. And like, I appreciate Eddie Van Halen so much because when they made, when they made the videos, he had it like written to never shoot his hands playing because he didn't want his finger work. And playing the guitar to be copied. I never knew that, really. Yes. I never knew that. He like he's like, you can focus in on his strumming, but like his handwork on the neck of the guitar is like, do not show that. So like anytime you see him in, in videos, they never do close-ups on him like ripping it on a guitar. It's just always like close-ups of him like, you know, kicking it with his face, making faces, just doing whatever. Wow. But they never don't they that. don't zoom in on his hands because he didn't want anybody copying him, which wow. I think is cocky as shit, but makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I agree. I, and I never knew that. Yeah. Wow, you learn something new every I think, day. I think I learned that on pop-up video back in the day. I used to love pop-up video, but I, was, I didn't see that. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. I, hmm. All right. Well, I got my I got my last one, and you didn't take it. I wanted to take it earlier. We'll mm-hmm. see how it plays out. It's uh, it's right now, and I, I love this song, man. Joe does not love it. Uh, see, this know, is the fun part about this is why I love doing these shows together in person and why we need to do more of these, man, because I, I get that instant, authentic you can't fake it reaction. Yeah. Like, I could tell when you're happy with the pick or when you think it's a bad pick. And this, Joe does not like this no, pick. No, no. I'm conflicted on this one. Why? Because this was the song they played before every Albany Firebirds arena football game. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, this is what they would open up. Like, they'd do the pyro with it and everything. And it was just like, 
every time I hear this, I think I'm at a, I'm, I think of being at the Firebirds game because we had season tickets one year. You know, they did it. You know, basically their entire career in Albany they used right now for their opening, and it was just kind of like, all right, that really set the tone for the game. Also, really tells you like what era <laughs> the games were in because like that was you know Crystal Pepsi and. You know, that was like the theme song for Crystal Pepsi and all that shit. And it was mm-hmm. just like, you know, perfect for arena football, like, you know, for, you know, pregame introduction show. So, like, I love it for that. But also, I'm just kind of like, all right, whatever. That mediocre it's, song. It's, it's average. It's middle of the road. Middle of the road. I wouldn't say medi- mediocre is the bad end of uh, middle of the road. It's just, it's fine. Okay. Plus, it's Van Hagar. So, it's, if you're grading it, it would be a C. It. B minus. B minus. I think C is too harsh. Okay. I'm B. Right. It's a coward C, but a B minus. <laughs> yeah. You want to be nice when giving a bad grade, but you're just kind of like, ah, it's fair enough. It's fine. Uh, a couple honorable mentions neither of us took, which maybe we'll hear about from a few people. Uh, Dreams. Jamie's crying. Dreams was my one Van Hagar pick. It's a great song. I love that. I do love that song. Jamie's crying. Uh, great song. You really got me. So this is love. When it's love. Mm-hmm. I recap these and I'm going to go through these. Here, I'm going to give you my take. First, let me recap them. All right, so Joe took Running with the Devil, Panama, Unchained, Everybody Wants Some, and Eruption. I took Hot for Teacher, Jump, Right Now, Why Can't This Be Love, and Dance the Night Away. I think this vote is going to come down to two different types of people. I think pure people who actually really truly like rock music, rock music mm-hmm. and pay attention to it a lot beyond just the titles of songs and like the, the mainstream most popular songs i think you're going to crush me on that aspect yes guys like say uh the bulldog from wjr you know what i mean guys yes. who are true rock and roll guys bulldog uh, will dump on you not a picking. big fan of his but john world you know guys <laughs> who are like legitimately into rock music who mm-hmm. really like rock music who are rock music savants mm-hmm. i think you're gonna pull really high if this was trump versus biden like those are your that's your arkansas your alabama's Wait, you're, you're, wait you're, a minute. What are you calling me here, pal? <laughs> you son of a bitch. Make make Joe great again. <laughs> no, but seriously, I, pure rock music fans, I think you're going to overwhelmingly win a percentage of those. Also, votes. people who hate Sammy Hagar, Van Yes. Hagar. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. I think the people who vote for me are going to be more maybe younger people who don't know Van Halen that well, who knows Van Halen, mm-hmm. but doesn't know him that well, because and who likes more popular mainstream songs because you might not like it, but uh, Why Can't This Be Love is, was a popular no, song. It, it charted very well. It's a very popular, you know, it's a big hit. I just think compared to every other Van Halen song, it's not Could be. near as good. And again, I think the rock, the pure Van Halen fans, the pure rock music fans are going to agree with you. I think some of the mainstream people who don't really have depth to their Van Halen fandom, Wait, so to saying- speak, are you saying dumb people I'm are going to vote for take you? Advantage of the stupid people. Pat, Pat's saying if you're stupid, you're voting for him. <laughs> wow, can't believe I think, you're talking I, down to your audience <laughs> like that. That's uh, it's impressive. I think that's how it's going to play out. But anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. What a great way to end 2021, man! I am sitting here literally telling people that, or I'm saying that the stupid people are going to vote for me. <laughs> like that might be <laughs> enough to win, man. Who the hell? Make pack rate again, I guess. <laughs> Everyone. Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't already, make sure you give Joe a follow at Joe Yurden. Check out the Maintenance Day podcast drops every Monday. It's on Apple now, mm-hmm. on Spotify. Joe Yurden, Lance Lazowski, two pros, man. Talking Sabres. It's really 
really good stuff and it's getting better every single episode of mm-hmm. course subscribe to joe's noted hockey that's on substack that's free right now so make sure you subscribe check out what joe's got over there bro been a fun year we're here west seneca home studio you know we just spent a lot of time talking earlier about uh some of the the, the lows yeah. of 2021 but there's plenty of highs too yeah we have our health for the most part here yeah and uh we're here right we'll be here hopefully next week and the week after and the week after yep. so and there's a lot of positive things to look forward to man right. i love having you on you've been a fixture i just did 400 episodes yesterday another year-end episode going on four years and you're a very big reason why this show's done as good as it has you're a reliable guy a talented guy and I love talking to you, man. So thank you so much, dude. It's I really a, mean it. It's always a treat to be here. And I'm glad to be a part of so many of those episodes because, damn it all, we have fun. And let's go into 2022 on a high note. 